Welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And in this episode, I want to talk about how amazing you are. I may not know every one of you individually, but I do believe in the innate amazingness of people. And sometimes that has led me to trust those that weren't always in my best interest. And I'm okay with that because I learn. I figure it out as I age that some people don't always have my highest intention at heart. Can you imagine that? But honestly, I want to go through this world with the belief in people. And I think as an intuitive coach, often that's what I'm doing is I'm holding the belief of someone else until they can believe in it themselves. And I don't BS. I'm not going to fluff your skirt or say you're anything more amazing than what I see, but what I say, I mean. And I feel like often it's difficult for people to believe their own greatness, to believe their own ability, and for you to believe that you are a gift to this universe and we are out of balance without you in it. So I thought today I would try to encourage that, but also speak to some of the blocks and challenges I see people running into and you know stuff that as a human I've experienced myself and maybe some suggestions on how to shift that. I think one of the most difficult things we encounter as a human being is learning how to listen to one's heart and intuition and not completely pay attention to what other people are telling us to do, suggesting we do, um, but learning how to hear our own soul. That happens to be my specialty, you know, and being able to hear what it is that we like and what matters to us. And this can be very difficult when we subscribe to the idea that another person's disappointment is on us. And this is a big thing to lead with, but why not just jump in? If someone else is disappointed, it's because they've set an expectation for the situation or yourself and likely did not ask you about it. So I truly believe that another person's disappointment is not on me um, as long as I've been clear to the situation and as long as I've not let anyone on. Um, And I feel like we often subscribe and get into the habit of paying attention to what someone else might want or that their needs are greater than ours because of how we're raised. And yes, I do believe in respect. Yet I know that there's a time where everybody starts to connect in with themselves and starts to feel a trajectory or a direction for themselves that might not line up with the elders in their family, with siblings, with bosses, partners, friends. And it takes an incredible amount of courage to be able to say, I have to listen to my heart. I have to listen to my intuition. I have to listen to what lights me up. And being able to do that also means to look at what are you afraid of? What part of your expression, you know, wonderfulness 
unique wiring that is you are you afraid of showing and I see this a lot where people I think are more afraid of their personal success than they are of their own failure and so when I suggest they listen to their heart and their intuition that might be like a foreign concept it may be something they don't even know what the heck I'm talking about because their head has been led by other people telling them who they are or directing them in a way of compliance or of just paying attention and staying in line remember when you were in elementary school and you had to line up and at some point I mean let's face it we still do it And yes, there's a reason for lines sometimes, but there is a part of us that is very trained to step in line. And that happens subtly from the very beginning. You know, don't disappoint your parents or um, be a good girl or a good boy and um, don't cause problems. All those things that get suggested to us and maybe even pushed on us that separate us from our intuition and from our knowing. And I want to encourage you to connect back in with what that knowing is that you came into this lifetime with. And the only way to begin that truly is by spending time with self. You have to take the time to figure out who you are by having time to yourself. That means turning off the electronics. That means putting down the book. That means being willing to hear what are the messages, what are the voices in your head, what are the um, fears that are there, and what are the blocks that may be coming up. Because if you're wanting to connect the dots between your knowing what is in your heart and what is extraneous noise so society parents um, your own fears could be in there your subconscious could be in there if you don't spend the time to know who you are and to really hear that how will you ever stand your ground in not a forceful way but in a I believe in me way so if you're challenged right now by wanting to do what you feel is in your best alignment or in your best interest but others are telling you not to you have to spend time with self to really feel that out there are times where the advice of others is warranted and we may not be acting in our best interest but I still think that we have to experience stuff for ourselves I remember Before Howard passed, he used to tell me this one person in my life was not a friend. And I said to him, I just disagree. She's got an amazing heart. I feel like she's there for me. She tells me all the time she's my friend. Okay, anybody hear the warning in that? But because I really did at the time just want to believe the best in everyone without an understanding that human condition exists because that was too painful for me at that moment. Um, There was enough going on. I couldn't fathom that too. I just didn't see it. And he was encouraging me to break off the relationship, the friendship, because he felt like it wasn't good for me, that I was spending too much time or effort and everything. And at the time, I did take that as 
his own jealousy, which was a challenge for us sometimes. Um, and I told him, well, just because you don't have friends doesn't mean I can't have friends. So, and I continued on with the friendship only to find out that after he passed and I wasn't resisting his knowledge or what he had to say to me, or I wasn't putting another spin on it that he was trying to have me all to himself. Um, I really saw her true colors. And while I still believe in the essence of a wonderful soul there, the mechanism of our friendship was no longer supportive. And that's on me too. You know, that's how I was growing and what I was learning about boundaries and maybe didn't do the best job. But so sometimes the messages that are coming from other people are valid, but they still have to be run through your computer system, your own knowing, because you came into this physical body as a soul with a contract with your soul to navigate it the best you can and to take into consideration other people, but not to the exclusion of what your heart wants or needs. And I feel like there's a lot of um, passing off of individual power and choice because we're too concerned about what other people think. And it is a delicate line to walk of maintaining respect, honoring somebody's opinion while believing enough and knowing yourself enough to be able to say that just does not work for me, which by the way, is a great one-liner when people want to tell you what to do or how to be. That does not work for me. I will take that into consideration At this point, that does not work for me because listening to your your heart, your intuition, and your brain must all be an inside job. It's like, think of it as a strong braid, right? The three plates of when you're plating a braid, like you really have to know all of them and be able to bounce up and down the chakras to be able to assess, am I in my brain? Am I in my heart? Am I truly listening to my intuition? And the intuition being your first sense, hence the name of the podcast, um, it's something that takes us a little bit of practice to learn to hear again. And I would recommend the practice of putting your hand over your heart when you're having these moments of contemplation. And be willing to look at And consider how other people will feel, but not be guided by that. As long as you're not putting anyone else in physical, emotional, spiritual danger, then you have every right to pursue what is in alignment with your heart, with your being, because you're the one that's in there. And I see it and I've lived it where... When we don't listen to that, resentment starts to show up and then you'll only create a rift in the relationship because with whomever's trying to tell you how to be and who to be, because we just start pushing away the one that's saying that because we have to go, we will go into self-preservation or you will shut down. And someone who is shut down is sad. Because, like I said, you're all amazing. You all have this potential to have greatness experienced within you at whatever level that is for you. 
And I feel like a lot of the times people don't know how to appreciate what that greatness is or they feel scared by it um, because they're caught up in the shoulds of the past or the shoulds that other people are suggesting they do. Should is a guilt word. You should do this. You should call him. You should follow up. You should exercise. You should eat right. You should do that. It's a guilt word. It's a word that puts a lot of pressure. It's the first, I had to count the letters. (laughs) It's the first six letters in shoulders, right? So shouldering the responsibility. I don't think I have to shoulder the responsibility for your happiness. That is not my job, especially if we're talking adults. So if someone, if another adult is talking to you and saying, you should do this, it would make me happy, respectfully back to the person, they ought to be the one who's figuring out how to have their own happiness within. You know, I have children. They are not a derivative of me. You know, they are not a... and and. I know they're considered offspring, but they're not. They're their own souls, their own beings. And there would be times where others have said, you know, they acted in this way or that way, or I have family members that'll reflect back to me how fresh (laughs) my daughter's mouth is and what she said. And to which point I'll say to them, please consult with her and ask her what the date is on her driver's license. Because I do believe that she's an adult capable of her own decisions, her own mouth. And while, yes, we probably do know where she got some of that, I am freaking proud of the fact that she does not bend about who she is, but she will listen and take into consideration. She might not do it in that one conversation. She may, in all likelihood, she won't do it in that one conversation, but she will reflect on it. And I promise you that. And it's been my frustration with some family members that they don't see that. They don't allow for growth in other people. Like they keep them trapped in that thing that they said 10 years ago. And I wonder if this doesn't happen in your family too, or in your relationships where someone is looking at you and basing a decision you want to make today or someplace you want to be in or what you'd like to try with your life based on a decision you made when you were 15. And the shoulds are all wrapped up in this. And if someone is handing you their shoulds, you you need to politely give it back to them and say, well, I could do that because could is about choice. I absolutely could do what you're saying and I will take it into consideration and and take it into consideration unless it's a completely absurd suggestion take it into consideration because that's a compassionate thing to do but that does not mean that you have to follow it it does not mean that you have to be that way um if you give yourself the permission and here's the big piece giving yourself the permission to know what matters to you to know what feels right to you. If it feels right, you need to live in another city or feels right that you want to be with this person, then you have to listen to that while holding the responsibility for whatever the outcome of those decisions may be, including the joy and the expansiveness and the blessing that could come from it and there might be ramifications but you know what you'll deal with those too so if you're having a difficult time listening to your own 
voice and even knowing what that is, start separating out what other people are saying and what they want you to do for them and start hearing it, taking it into consideration, but be that neutral party. Get your emotions out of it as well. Because if you don't, you won't make the best decisions and you may make them out of reaction because or rebellion. Um, and when other people have expectations of us, it's a, it's a sticky situation because you want to believe in the best of someone, but you don't want to have expectations of who they are. And I know this is very difficult for those of a certain age um, and upbringing. But like I said, with respect, you can have these conversations. You can, you can say respectfully, I hear you have expectations of me, but who I am really has no bearing on who you are or how happy you are. You're believing that that's the case, but it's actually not true. We all come into each of our bodies individually. We will all leave each each of our bodies individually, even if you're surrounded by, you know, 30 family members. You're still doing that journey on your own. In the middle, we mingle and we learn to be with people. But I really believe that there is a soul-driven mission in all of us to understand, to appreciate, to embrace even that aloneness that is our own self so that that we may move to the power that is our own selves and then that's where the greatness comes in and that's where the joy of life and the love comes in it doesn't mean that you don't care about people or you are so self-centered that you don't give a consideration to other people likely if you're listening to this podcast you are not of that wiring you are someone who just wants to know who they are how they're wired and how you can be in the world in the most joyful and contributory and blessing place for yourself and that comes from seeking that knowing within yourself because if you don't seek you will not heal so if there's if you're doing some seeking, if you are exploring, if you're feeling called to do something more, greater, different, um, abstract, whatever it is, there is a part of you that is asking to grow and there is some healing in that. And we seek other experiences in order to heal, to get the information, to get the, to, to get the next step. So giving yourself that time, space, respect of knowing what matters to you, you have to take the time, sit down, write a list, um, interview yourself. I, you know, so many times people, I'll ask them, well, who are you? And they're like, I don't know. And it's because we're busy and we stay busy and we believe other people of who we are. And then that can lead to judgment of other people and who we are. And then we get fearful and then we're in a vulnerable space, which vulnerability is amazing. It is a power that you can access and must access if you want to know who you are. You must access your vulnerability in order to hear your intuition, in order to hear that soul voice, because it means dropping away the dependency on other people to know how you're wired 
and it does take a little bit of a a brave warrior spirit <laughs> to be able to do that but that doesn't mean you're in battle every day let's not make this bigger than it is that means that you take a deep breath and you go okay here we go I am going to have a meeting with myself and I'm going to find out who I am other people seem to like me so let me see if I like me and that vulnerability is the the opening it's the it's the willingness to walk through it to say I might see stuff I don't like about myself um, and I will address that when I do so there's a fear I think sometimes when we're listening to our intuition that's not a nice thing I'm going to change that statement this is a knowing I know one would fear letting other people down and when that statement is there, I don't want to let them down. Well, it's okay to have a level of community within you. Um, I think it's beautiful to have a level of community within you. But again, if you're doing something that is not making your heart sing or connecting you to yourself simply because you don't want to let someone else down, you are jipping yourself of your experience. And you can be mindful of the conversations you have and maybe it doesn't need to be announced whatever change you're considering maybe it doesn't need to be announced until you figure out what strength looks like within you and what conviction looks like and what a belief in yourself looks like and then you have a conversation from that place if you try to have a conversation from a place where you're not completely sure inevitably you will be persuaded or conjoled or even battered into changing who you are for the sake of the other people. And yes, there is a possibility that these people will not be in your lives anymore. And to that I ask, do you want someone in your life who's only going to be and willing to be in your life because of the way you act that's a benefit to them? Or do you want someone who sees all of you and accepts you and, and, and wants you to be there in their life to experience your joys with them and their joys with you and to support each other? If, you're, if, if the relationship is conditional, then there's not really a relationship there. It's a, it's a contract and it's a transactional and it's not love-filled or heart-filled. So the fear that someone may not be in your life is valid and it's true. I mean, percentage-wise, whenever I start working with someone, I often will ask them, are you okay with the fact that some people may decide that they don't like the solid you, the you that wants to have deeper conversations than gossip about people in the family or outside of it, um, that wants to discuss concepts and what change can be brought in the world or what they're learning, what they're reading, um, wants to do more than this reality TV BS and wants to connect on a heart level. You know, if, if there are people that don't want to be that, and but you do you have to look at those relationships and decide if they're something that you can maybe part-time be a part of 
but you're not allowing them to influence you in who you are. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, vickybaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. And I know it's scary. I know it can feel extremely isolating and it can be lonely. There is no hidden message in the spiritual journey being full of people like it is lonely sometimes and even with the most connected relationships it's lonely because you're the only one who can do that process for yourself but again if you get good with that if you recognize okay these are moments these are not all the time this is not something that is has to be forever in the doldrums this is where i am assimilating you can take that deep breath, work up your courage to contemplate and consider what it means to you if you no longer have a conversation with people. Um, there's a family member who was a very dear part of my heart that I have not spoken to in over two years. And it can still bring tears to my eyes and not anymore because... I don't have that outside image of what our relationship be relationship should be but more because they just couldn't hear me or wouldn't hear me um and I had to eventually admit that the person I thought they were is not the person they are and that oh boy was that hard and still continues to be difficult for me some days um, because my natural inclination is to accept everybody for who they are. But I <laughs> have said to, um, actually I said it to my daughter in a work situation where I said if, you know, somebody was was beating you up every day at work, would you continue to go back to work? Well, just because they're not throwing fists doesn't mean that they're, you're not getting beat up every day. And that's what this felt like to me. Like I would be dishonoring myself and who I am and I would be making it okay that my needs concerns statements even my statements could not be heard and were gaslit to the point where you you would not believe the bonfire we could create there but that didn't occur to me until later so while going into the conversation I had had this uh contemplation with myself that this could be it you know this I'm asking gently to be heard and yet if they decide they don't want to hear me I have to be okay with that and they decided they didn't want to hear me and I have to be okay with that 
And that means that I also get to say, you know what, I'm really proud of myself because I believe that also shifts who comes into your my life. So I will no longer be blindsided by those or putting people in too fluffy of a spot, right? It's really helped me to understand that people are people on their own process and they have their own stuff, but that does not mean that we have to suffer through their process any longer. And I have been accused of teaching selfishness. And to that, I say, yes, absolutely. Because to be selfish means to take care of self. What I don't teach is self-centeredness. And that's the difference. When you're listening to your own gut, your own head, your own heart, you are being selfish and I want you to be because the more you do that, the kinder of a person you will be, the more accepting of another person you will be, the more open to brilliance in your own life you will be. So get your selfish on, man. Like practice that self-care that is touted so much and is a huge hashtag, but does anybody really know how to do it? Well, here's step one. Step one is separating out the voices. Okay, that voice that's inside my head came from my father. That voice that came that's inside my head is my mother's. That voice is that teacher in third grade or the partner I had that I was so enamored with. And what this will do is it'll start extricating the voices that are no longer valid inside your head. And it will feel a little weird at times to be having this conversation, but it will free up space within your own hard drive, within your own head and your heart, and help you to make the decisions out of kindness and out of bravery. Um, If you haven't read Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, then get yourself that book, really. Not even kidding, get it. Um, Or listen to it whatever you will, however your method is, because vulnerability is key. And to be able to separate out these voices is also key because you have to be willing to hear what's your voice and what is your bias and where are you getting in your own way. And, you know, I had a a conversation with uh, one of my partner's family members and she was kind of picking on him like, siblings can and then I she said no that stuff doesn't bother me because I know he's his own person and he's kind-hearted he doesn't mean anything um by it and if it's not bothering me like it's not affecting me what he's doing I don't really have to have a conversation with it and she's like really and I'm like yeah I don't have to because I know him to be his own person and I'm my own person and what he does is not a reflection on me. Um, and if there were egregious behaviors, well, we wouldn't be together. <laughs> so separating out that voice can make your relationships that you are in beautiful. Because you know what? You'll start asking more questions. You'll start asking inquisitive questions. Once you learn to be inquisitive with yourself, you will ask wonderful questions of others. And it will help you to feel invincible really when you start looking at well maybe I've been hiding maybe this whole listening to other people and have to do it because they say I have to do it is just a way to hide it's a way to 
stand in my own shadow self. Um, it's a way to dim my own light or be in the background. Um, and it's a way to uh, minimize your your own brilliance. And yes, this stuff takes retraining your brain, um, helping it to focus on a feeling of um, being powerful and a feeling of surety rather than scarcity or a victimhood. Um, it helps to bring about a sense of visibility, allowing yourself to be seen. We want so much to be seen and heard from other people. And that's what I wanted from this family member. And I came to realize that I wanted to be seen and heard so much because I respected her that I was not respecting myself and not hearing or seeing what I needed because it was more important that she be the one to give it to me. And then once I realized that, I was like, oh, oh, oh no, I am okay. I will work on the sadness um, and I will be polite when our paths cross. Uh, but that ship has sailed. So, but I, I was not allowing myself to be seen up until that point. I had tried to voice my perspective, but each time I would make it okay for her. And that wasn't on her. That was on me. Um, she's very good at shifting the situation to make it like that, which I now realize. And I'm like, wow, kudos. Um, but when you're uh, when you have a sense of surety within self and you can show yourself that allowing yourself to be visible right we want to be seen but if we're not allowing ourselves to be seen how the heck is anybody else going to see us so it starts from embracing your in progress self that's why i share some of this stuff the <laughs> yeah tripped over this or whoops that was hard um because none of us is perfect but we're all unique and we need to keep that within ourselves and, and then share that. And then we can help be um, guides and, and transformational workers in, within ourselves and then with others. So if you're struggling with being able to hear yourself, maybe there are some reasons there or see yourself. You know, what are they? Start asking yourself questions. What are your stories? And, and what are you hiding behind? Are you afraid to show up in your best now self? Because we're always going to be growing, right? So you're never really going to get to your best self because you're always in process. You will be in your most joyful, lined up, expressive, expansive, uh, soul-connected, jubilant self. But your best self is something that is not attainable and I hope that helps take some pressure off of those shoulders because if you recognize oh I can be in that place of laughter and joy and heartfelt and and sadness and you know contemplation and trouble and conflict I can be I can have all of these varied emotions that we are blessed with as humans and not be in my best self oh my goodness doesn't that take the pressure off and then if you have someone, you know, from the outside who's asking you to be your best self or pushing, 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 like perform, 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 you are not your grade, you're not your GPA, you are not your credit score, you are not the culmination of your 
you know, 401k or anything like that. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to croaking, we all have a similar process in which when we cross, we will be watching our own movie by ourselves and having this review of our life. No one sitting there in judgment. You are the only one watching it. When you get there, do you want to be watching the fact that you were so tied up in other people and the material aspect or the performance aspect that you never actually lived? Do you? I mean, if you do, great. Go ahead. Have a good time. Um, There's just so much more that we can experience while having a joyful life, while having a successful business portfolio. You can do both. I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive. But what I am saying is if you don't know who you are, those things that you're trying to attain are not going to bring joy. They're going to bring short-lived happiness. Happiness and joy are two different things. Joy comes from inside. Joy comes from knowing that there is beautiful light in this world, that you are a beautiful life. Happiness comes from external factors and it's short-lived so I'm just asking you to get clear on who you are because if you want to hear intuitive guidance you have to know who you are and stop hiding behind your stories and that means even minimizing and limiting who you are for the sake of other people's what you think is in their best interest but I've given myself the permission this last month to show up in all of my business and all of my life as my whole self and what I'm capable of and have that be an example if anything else and if other people are not okay with it as long as I don't have apologies to make because I've treated someone in a wrong way which I keep myself on (laughs) such an awareness circle that that's rare thankfully but it could happen it could happen um that permission that acceptance that let's do this and allow the energy to support us in means that we have to release the stories or the doubts of like for me what does a successful female business owner look like um I've already been doing it but I know there's more in there um that I'm not accessing so let's go Like I said before, I will not ask anyone else to do something that I am not willing to do myself. So do you have stories within you about how successful you can be? And with success, please put in there joyfulness, um, time to yourself, artistic endeavors, physical workouts, learning how to cook, being in close connective relationship with others in spirit along with yourself remember um like what does success look like to you and then you know build your ability within yourself to to hold that space um and do you have stories within you that if you live loud and if you live loving and open that if others are going to have an issue with it well get good with that they will somebody will but that's okay because you're still showing that there is individuality and capability in all of us and maybe that person just needs to find out what's in theirs but we have to find a balance between what our heart wants what is a brain um, desire what is a physical desire like where do you want to live how do you want to live 
and listening to that and not be too worried if it's not popular for other people. They can have their own stuff. Um, do you have some kind of doubts that anyone would want to even hear your ideas? Well, then don't share them just yet. Wait until you feel less of a doubt and then share them with those that you believe support you um, or that will listen with open ears. Um, maybe you don't put a billboard up just yet and announce what ideas you have or what invention you're thinking about or what book you want to write. Maybe you hold that to your heart and let it live there for a little bit until you're sure that no matter what anybody else is, anybody else says, that you know you listened to you. Um, if there are some fears that are in there because of societal conditioning, well, maybe you need to get involved in changing some of those if it's still happening. You know, is there a feeling of being, uh, you know, persecuted or spoken down to or um, unheard, any of those things that still an inside job. And the way energy works is the more you connect with yourself, the more you will see those around you that are supportive. The more your world will involve people who want to see you do well and who believe in you. And I know it's really hard when it's family members, but you know what? There's family of origin and then there's soul family. I've said it many times. And sometimes the soul family includes those family of members of origin and sometimes it does not. And we have to look at what's in each of our best interests so that you, when you can figure out what's keeping you from showing up, you can learn to heal it, you can, you can move forward, you can be light, you can live in light and understand that when the shadow stuff shows up, it's there to help you. It's there to support you. And you can be visible as truly your whole self. And yes, as your authentic self, which is a word that gets overused and even as an, an excuse. Well, I was just being my authentic self. No, my friend, you were being a biatch. Um, that's not what that's meant, what it's meant to mean. It, it means that you know yourself so well that you, well, you do no harm and you are yourself and you're accepting and you're calm. So all of this to say that learning to be your own individual self in a world of billions of people, it's not easy. Um, but if each of us did it, our relationships would vibrate at a much, much higher level and we would all stop worrying about what the other person is doing and maybe come together and create a unity that helps all of humanity. So if you're grappling with some challenges because of people who think they're giving you their best advice through love, and maybe they are, but it doesn't resonate with you, find a way to respect them while listening to yourself because if you lose respect for them or yourself, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger climb back to self-surety. Make sure that you're wishing others well as you wish you well. 
and that you're spending time each day, each and every day, asking what is my connection today? What is it that I know today? What is it that I could be learning today? Whatever question you want to ask, but make that connection to self so that wherever you go, you're taking you with you and you're sending out the message and affirming that I know myself so well that I will take into consideration your contribution, but if it does not resonate, I must bid you adieu. So there you have it. Learning to listen to your intuition comes from being able to know who you are. And I believe in you. I believe that everyone comes in with their knowing of their own greatness. And maybe we forget it. Maybe there's some amnesia in that whole birthing process, but we'll eventually line up. And I wish you best in lining up. And if I can help, VickiBaird.com. All the information is there. New website coming pretty soon. And uh, there's a couple courses on there, Oracle Guard class and the Soul class. And more will be coming out as I play with this video in my new office. And I wish you well. And I look forward to seeing you shine bright. Take care. See you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.